My name is Elizabeth Lewis, and I'm the owner and CEO of Detroit Mom. As a teen mom, I know firsthand the feeling of isolation and the fears that come at different stages of motherhood. I spent half the time wondering where to find community and the other half dreaming of a way to create that community for myself and the women around me. No mother should experience change and challenges alone. I created this community and podcast to make sure women in my community are never alone. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom Podcast. The intention of this podcast is to make sure you have a voice and your story is being heard. Hey friends, this episode was recorded before the COVID crisis and the opinions expressed do not represent the current climate of the country. Make sure you stay tuned for more current episodes. Welcome to The Unfiltered Mom. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis, owner of Detroit Mom. I am particularly excited about this topic today. Um, I am here with two people from the Detroit Mom community, Jessica and Jamie, both moms of children with special needs. And um, I think this is a community that people with typical children don't know a lot about and something that maybe we need to do a better job of educating ourselves on educating our children on and how we can better support the women in the special needs community. You know, because I think that's kind of a big component to it, right? Mm -hmm. Is, yeah, you guys have a community of people that have children like yours. But how can we, with quotations, typical children, help support you as well? So, Jess, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us your story. Where did your journey begin with a child with special needs? Okay, so I'm Jessica. I have a four-year-old. He just turned four yesterday. Which is crazy. (laughs) So crazy. Everyone knows Nassim. If you listen to us, you follow us. Nassim has been everywhere over the course of four years. (laughs) Yeah, he is a little star. Um, Nassim was born in 2016, and that's kind of where the journey began. Um, I had no prenatal testing just because... Something within me just wouldn't allow me to. Um, When he was born, about 10 minutes after giving birth, I was super excited, ready to see my baby. And they told me that um, there was a possibility that he might have Down syndrome. Um, They couldn't confirm it just because Down syndrome has to be confirmed through blood tests. Um, We did get that test back and it was confirmed that he has Down syndrome. Um, It was a little bit devastating at the beginning. There was definitely um, some grieving at the beginning, a little bit of depression. Me and my husband went through about a month of depression, just, you know, grieving the child that we thought that we would have. Um, We had all these plans, and at the moment of getting that diagnosis, we kind of felt like all the things that we ever imagined him doing were just gone um and honestly I after he was about two weeks old um, we were sitting in the car and I told my husband I just feel like we should give him up for adoption like we should just let somebody else handle this I don't think that I'm I'm cut out for this I don't think that I'm made for this I don't think that I can handle this this is not what I'm used to um And honestly, it's hard to think back on that because I didn't even give him a chance. I didn't even let him be more than two weeks old to let him just be himself, to be accepted. Um, 
But I will say that my husband would not let us give him up for adoption. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank he goodness. He said, this is our baby, Jessica. What are you talking about? We're going to keep him. So <laughs> thanks to your dad. No. <laughs> um, no, we kept him. And now four years later, we're so happy to have him. Nassim is a loving, funny social little butterfly he loves basketball and playing with cars and playing with his friends and he's starting to do his colors and his numbers and I don't know he, he I'm happy that I gave him a chance I'm glad you gave him a chance because we love him <laughs> he's my baby and I feel like honestly at the time I didn't know but I would have not had a choice but to accept him um, but well, you were young. Yeah. You were young. When did your parenting journey start? You were I was twenty five. Oh my god! Yeah. Now it seems like so young. Yeah, right? it seems young to me. I'm about to be thirty. So oh yeah, it, goodness. <laughs> 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 yeah. So don't um, listen, all you thirties out there. Say, my fortieth birthday's in a week and a half. Just shut up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not 30 yet, but I will be. You know, old lady sitting here. <laughs> Digging that hole. Digging it up. Um, thank you for sharing that. No, I I know your story quite well. And I remember sitting in a circle with you and you just broke down at how you felt because you felt so guilty feeling that about him. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's such a powerful story because Jamie's story is completely different. You know, Jamie came into this totally different. And I think that it's so good to see these different perspectives because I don't think any one of us knows how we are going to react. We could sit there and say, I'm going to love them any way that they are. Yeah, I didn't but tell really anybody, are we? I didn't tell anybody that he had Down syndrome until he was eight months old. Like, Did people some, suspect it? Yeah, or? if they suspected it, I would confirm it. Okay. But if they never questioned it, I wouldn't say anything. I just wouldn't. Yeah. I, not my family. My mom knew. My sister knew. Wow. And anybody else who actually asked yeah, me knew. But I knew. never, like my grandmother, my, nobody else, nobody else knew. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. That's just like, the, just your journey. And then here we go over to Jamie. Who Jamie, tell us your story. Your, yours uh, is completely different. I love different. Jamie's story. I know. Jamie's story. I love Jamie. <laughs> Jamie is like a superwoman, so we need to hear no. this story. So, first of all, I know, I'll know i never forget when I made Jessica cry the first time I ever met her. Yes, she did. How old was Nassim, Mom? Um, he he might have been, like, six, I don't Six months, maybe? I don't know. He was. She was one of the people who asked, and that's what I would do every oh, time somebody oh, asked. I didn't I'd cry. ask. I'd be I, like, I walked right up, and I was like, like, give me that baby. Yeah. Was this at one of our first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. You guys have been with me that long? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So anyway, that I, I still cry anytime I hear somebody's grieving process because it's such a real thing for everybody. And um, yeah, mine was different. I still had a grieving process. Mine was still different. So I found out at 16 weeks pregnant on March 21st, World Down Syndrome Day. Wow. Oh my God. That <laughs> my uh, blood test came back positive for Down Syndrome, meaning uh, we knew. And he was your first. And he was my first. Oh yep. My I was 33. And was I 33? Yes, I was 33. I just turned 33. And uh, we we were devastated. I mean, we were. I, I, we were pregnant. We were excited. We had a lot of trouble getting pregnant. Um, 
we went through um we went to hell and back in the last few years before that just working on our marriage uh, dealing with infertility issues and we were so excited about this baby and then exactly what jessica said all of a sudden all your ideas you have about this baby are pushed to the side because you really don't know squat about down syndrome at that point Mm -mm. nothing other than it's different and it's not what you thought you were getting into. Mm-hmm. And there is no greater fear in this world than fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown yes. will cripple you. Mm-hmm. And it did. Uh, we didn't tell anybody while we were pregnant. We didn't tell. We t- I told a handful of people, but mm-hmm. not very many people that he would be born with Down syndrome. But the good thing about that prenatal testing is that I was able to grieve and go through the process and and let go of the baby I thought I was having, embrace the baby that I, I was having. Mm-hmm. And the day that um, the day that Ben came into our world was just love, man. It was just pure love, pure excitement, pure. Honestly, when, when, when I gave birth to him and I looked at my doctor and I said, does he have Down syndrome? Because there was that 1% chance, right, <laughs> that he didn't. And she said, yes, I felt relief. Because I was finally on the other side, and I and I knew, and I knew a lot about Down syndrome at that point, and I was ready. I was ready for this baby. Hell, I had already had him signed up for early on. <laughs> like I, I didn't even have him yet. Like yeah, I was ready, and it was such a beautiful day. I mean, it was followed by some scary things. You know, it's typical Down syndrome um, symptoms of you know oxygen desatting and 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 lots of other things that my fellow Down syndrome moms are know what I'm talking talking about right now but um it was beautiful we were so excited and it was nothing but love but I feel like I have two diagnoses stories Mm -hmm. because Mm. sorry (laughs) so well while I was ready for that one when he was diagnosed with autism that's when for me that's when things got real um I wasn't ready for that one um we were ready for Down syndrome. I, I did my research. I got to know all these moms. I got to know all the Nassims of the world, you know, because that's that's what yeah. you see mm-hmm. is you see these beautiful little almond-eyed, almond-eyed babies that are just, you know, full of energy and spunk and, and mischief and everything else. And, yeah, they're delayed. But, for the, you know, for the most part, the, the babies that you see with Down syndrome are still just such bright, shining lights in this world. And not that Benny isn't. I'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) Benny was different. Benny was quiet. Um, Benny never started talking. Um, He was severely delayed. I mean, he didn't crawl. He wasn't crawling at three. He wasn't even moving at three uh, other than sitting. Um, And all of a sudden, it was like the second diagnosis started hitting me before anybody else said it. And I was like, there's something else going on. And that, that was the hard one because, you know, you do all this research and, and you get over this hurdle of having a baby with Down syndrome and you embrace it and you're excited about it and everything has to bring. I was looking at it as a blessing, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was like autism smack. <laughs> like, wait, I didn't even know this was a freaking thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like how, that's not fair. That, I felt like that wasn't fair. Like, I already got a diagnosis. I don't need another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um and and that was a hard one so but but we got it and we are handling it and you know it still didn't change him he's still so cute he's six my Benny is six 
He's still nonverbal. Uh, he is walking. He started walking right around four. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yep. It was a big day, man. <laughs> big day. Um, he's walking. He's full of smiles. Um, but um, there, there's some things that are hard, and that's okay. Oh, my gosh. Your guys' story. Like, <clears throat> as a, obviously a mom of typical children, you don't realize your struggle because mm-hmm. I think you guys do such a good job of holding it together and not telling other people. And if you do, you keep it to your special, like the special needs community. Yeah. You know, that's where you're sharing these stories. Unless you know, like, you know, obviously I know you guys on a much more intimate level. So we've had these conversations. I've been in groups with you or circles or things like that. Um, But I think most of the community just doesn't know, which leads me to what are the proper terms and I know Jamie you've corrected me on a couple very nicely very nicely and it's it's so innocent right like it's not something we sit there and we just don't know what what to say yeah and I think that neither did we yeah four years ago right (laughs) well and then you then you kind of understand it so I kind of want to for the people who are listening who maybe your child goes to school with another child that you know has special needs or you know someone in your family or um what is the proper term because you're going to encounter children like this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. your kids are going to encounter them what are some terms basic terms that we can help moms with and how can we help our kids so so we're going to answer that, but I just want to precursor that with one thing. Please just talk to us and our kids. Like we're just another just, parent. Yes. Anybody another else. Kid. Don't worry about the terms. Don't, don't, don't shy away from walking up to us and talking to us. And, about and, our kids. Yeah, about our kids. Not about their diagnosis. <laughs> right, about our kids. <laughs> um, you know, put those fears aside and, and just, uh, like, do what you do first and then, you know, yeah, we'll have the conversations and we will correct you. So mm-hmm. speaking of, um, so first person language. First person language, what that means, and that's huge in, in the disability community in general, mm-hmm. is that nobody wants to be defined by their disability. So when you're talking about somebody with a specific diagnosis, you want to talk about the person first, then the diagnosis. So Benny is a boy with blonde hair, blue eyes, and mm-hmm. Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. That is so good. Yeah. yeah, and I think that it's 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 more prevalent for us to have to say that. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think that it, it like if I had a diagnosis that you could not actually see on me, it wouldn't be right for me to be defined by that. Like right. it wouldn't yeah. even make sense. Hey, there's the lupus girl, or yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like no, yeah. that that wouldn't even make sense. Right. But for some reason, people feel as though it's okay to define people that maybe their diagnosis affects them in a bigger way as far as day-to-day life goes, so then that's how they should be defined. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that if you just think about it like that, it may make more sense because somebody else could be like, well, what's, you know, what's the problem? That's what they have. It's like, no, that's not, that's not how it goes because- Do you experience that a lot? Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Or people who also, Another thing that happens to me, and it's so crazy because I feel like me and Jamie are different on this too. Um, Jamie is amazing. Like, if she sees another child, she like goes up to them. She's like super excited. She like wants to talk to the parent, and I 
don't. Like, I kind of stand back. I kind of, like, feel things out. But other people like Jamie come up to me, and I don't know what to say because sometimes a lot that happens to us because our children wear their diagnosis on their Mm -hmm. face, um, people will come up to me and they'll just be like, hey. I'm like... Hey, <laughs> what? And out over now four years, I now know they either know oh, somebody no. with Down syndrome. Yep. They yeah. have a child with Down syndrome. They're in the they club. They work with children with like they, they're in they Club T Twenty One. So yeah, um, yeah. When it comes to like addressing, I think just like Jamie said, like think about the person first. Think about the mom first. Like mm-hmm. we still go through things that other moms go through. All the things. moms are scheduling. You know working with scheduling they're overwhelmed they're trying to get dinner on the table they're you know have something maybe going on in the household they're trying to you know please everybody their kids their husband their everybody we still have things that we can if you take away what our what we don't have in common and kind of think about what you have going on that we might, yeah. that may be a place to start. And then let's ease into what you want to know about my kid. <laughs> I just like, I guess I'm, my mind is so blown when I hear this stuff from you guys because I'm like, I just would never say or assume things or like just. But people do. Did, you know I, it, I had a guy at the park once most, most tell me. Yeah. A guy at the park once told me, um, I think he was playing. I might have told them that he had Down syndrome for for some reasons. There yeah. are there are moments where I do have to say it. <laughs> um, but he said, "Don't tell him." <laughs> like, don't tell. Like, don't, don't tell him. The just don't tell him that he ever that he has Down syndrome. <laughs> Honey, you're just special. <laughs> you and don't have there, Down There's special. no reason yeah. for it. Like, <laughs> Don't tell him he has. And so there's people like was that. Was he an older, much older gentleman? Yeah, he was like... older. He was maybe in his 30s. He well, was like, that oh. is. No, no, no. But I mean, he, was, he wasn't like a teenager. I would imagine someone in their 30s, 40s, like yeah. they would, it would click. Well, when that, you say like, older, I'm thinking in the 60s here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. He was like younger, okay. but old enough to know that that's probably not appropriate. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, don't tell him that he has Down syndrome. Yeah, like, just, yeah just don't tell him. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> well, okay, so do all moms of children of, with special needs, do they all feel this way, where they want you to yes. approach them or are? Mm, well, I think that, that because we have <laughs> two people here that are different, yeah. Yeah. I think that because and I'm I'm speaking for Jamie, but I think she can speak for herself. But I feel like because Jamie does that, like yeah. she she wants to embrace you. Mm-hmm. I feel like she would be okay with you embracing her. Yeah. Because I don't embrace people, it is almost kind of caught off guard when people embrace me. Yeah. So I think you just do whatever you feel, and that person but, will allow. And correct you. me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but you would much prefer somebody to come up to you and talk to you directly than sit in the corner with their kid telling them not to stare. Yes, I would. So I I feel like just do whatever you want to do. And if I feel some type of way, like I'll correct you, but don't make it awkward. I feel like that because then I don't, I can't judge what you're, I feel like you're judging me. You're judging my child. Mm -hmm. You're judging. If you're not going to engage, don't engage. If you are going to engage, engage. But yeah, don't sit in the corner. Don't stare at us. Don't just. Whispering to your kid. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I had that at a restaurant too, where the, she, 
she's like, I think he has Down syndrome. And you could hear her? Yes, yeah. she's sitting oh, right next to me. No. And I was like, he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was like, what? I was like, I'm pretty sure I just heard what you said. She's like, no, 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 no. And I just left it. I just left it alone. <laughs> wow. Oh, gosh. Okay, yeah, look, so. Like, your kids are going to stare. They're yeah, going to. That's for yeah. sure. 100% normal. Nobody in the Down syndrome community as a mom is going to have a problem with that. How you react to them staring is where the rubber meets the road. So if and if and if a child is like in a wheelchair or like they have another disability, because I feel like Nassim himself, when children are in wheelchairs, he's just like all in their face. He wants to be there. (laughs) But I feel like it's important for me to like. Even though he doesn't understand, but for but for that mom or that person to hear me like explaining it to him, like that they're in the wheelchair and mm-hmm. this is why, and l- ask if you can touch their wheelchair or say hi. Mm-hmm. Don't just stare at them. Say yeah. something to them. So I feel like if your child can visually see that something may be different, or they can see that by interaction, like whatever the disability may be or the special need may be, I feel like it's important for you to just acknowledge the person. And then if you can explain something, explain it. But if you have to ask questions or introduce your child, I think that that is appropriate. Yeah. Just don't make it weird. Don't make it weird, man. <laughs> and talk to them at home. There's yeah. so many books you can so buy. Many books. So many books to teach your kids about all the different colors of the rainbow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that there's kids of different colors. There's kids of different abilities. There's kids of you know that are in wheelchairs. There's some kids that can talk. There's some kids that are going to make funny noises. And it, you, you got to have those conversations at home so that when you find yourself in Panera, uh, and you know that they're sitting. You know, me and Benny are sitting across the table, and Benny's making his noises that your kid can go, "Hey, mom." You know, we read that book. Mm-hmm. Maybe that kid's like that book. I would love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like like something like that. That's powerful, though. That's like for a parent to take, of a typical child, to take mm-hmm. the extra step to want to do that. And I think, you know, I can equate this to we haven't experienced this yet because, like, Nolan, my son plays with Nassim. He doesn't know a difference, right? He says he's he, his friend. Yeah, he, does, he doesn't <laughs> know a best difference. Friend. He's my best friend. <laughs> um, whereas, like, what I can equate this to for myself, and it's a, like an appearance thing, is we were in Washington D.C. <clears throat> there was this man that I'm, I'm. He probably had to be 500 pounds, and this is how kids have no filter, right? Right. He says that man is really fat, and I. I died inside. Mm -hmm. I was like so embarrassed and mortified. And I didn't know in that moment what to do as a parent. Do I, like, obviously I talked to him about that. I'm like, do I take my son up and apologize to him? Mm. Like, so when you guys, like, what what do we do as parents? When you hear those things, like when a child, and, and do you always think like, oh, it's just something innocent? Or is it something where we should come up? Would you feel better if a parent walked up and said, mm-hmm. you know, I'm so sorry, you know, if you heard, heard that or something, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously my child Don't isn't. apologize. Okay. Yeah. Step That's one. good to know. Please don't apologize. Yeah. Right. Let your kid be your kid. And if you want to walk up and you want to and you want to say something, walk up and say something. Read the broom. It might be Jess. It might be me. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on how we react. What kind of person? So we shouldn't we are. just like hug on you and say we love you because <laughs> we know Jess. Yeah, me. Jess won't take that. I think um, you know I, all kids do that crap, right? All kids. Mm-hmm. So and it's mortifying. It's so mortifying. Yeah. At least first day of preschool. 
there was and Ellie is my typical daughter. Yeah. Um, Ellie is she just turned four, and <laughs> she her first day of preschool. We walked in and there's a adorable little girl in her preschool with hair like mine that's just in like even curlier than mine yeah. I think in these blonde like tight little coiled ringlets oh. all over her head and it's just everywhere right she's adorable and Ellie walked in the first thing she said is she pointed at her and she was like you have crazy hair and I had that moment right I'm like oh like that poor mom is probably like because her mom had bone straight hair yeah and I'm thinking like the way my mom used to think when I was a little (laughs) kid like her mom's probably like oh crap you know and then the next thing Ellie did is she said hey mama do you see she has crazy hair like you isn't it pretty and so you didn't like make it a negative thing right mm -mm. away you let her I just let her navigate it and and I talked to her and I acted and I was like yeah she does I'm like what do you think about it you like it And she kept having the conversation, and she's like, Mom, I wish my hair was that curly. And so, I mean, let your kids figure it out mm-hmm. and just kind of help them instead of, like, running away from it, face yeah. it. No, yeah. I love that approach where, you know, it's that we're actually having the conversation with them versus, like, you know, don't stare. You know, we don't talk about that because I think that's, like, a gut instinct of, yeah. a, you know, like, because your kids are staring, like, why, like, my N- Nolan's notorious, why is he in a wheelchair? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Nolan, yeah. I don't know why he's a wheelchair. Right. You know, obviously, he he probably has a disability. Do you want to go up and talk to him? But I know that's not normal. Like, yeah. most people are, like, yanking their kid behind them, mm-hmm. like, let's get out of here. Yeah. Because and that it makes so it uncomfortable. More, like, that makes it worse. W- yeah. <laughs> Especially as the parent, because you're like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I will tell you, too, my my four-year-old, she will call you out on it. If oh your kids gosh. if your kids are staring at Benny yeah. and they're not coming up, she will be like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> She's the best advocate in the world, man. She will come up. She'll be like, hi. Yep, that's my brother. Oh and, my like, gosh. she will just call people out. She notices that crap right away. So. I think that that's good for him to <laughs> have is. a sibling. Um, Nassim does not have a sibling yet, but I would love for him to have a sibling yeah. for those same reasons. Right. Um, just to have somebody to be in his corner that's not, like, you know, almost 30 years older than him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, that makes – no, that is, like, just hearing that, I think, for readers or, or listeners that hear your story – um, and you guys don't, this is the crazy part. I know I was talking to Jamie. You don't have a ton of support. Like there's support for your children. Mm-hmm. There's support, but there's, there's not support for the caregivers. Nope. There's no, we not, have to find our own yep. people. Like, and I know it's like I've babysit in a scene before. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I know, Jamie, you were telling me that you don't have help with Benny. So I, I'm lucky. I do have, um, I have his abuelito and Lola. Um, who aren't even family. Um, They are family, but not blood family. Yeah. Um, Are the two most important people in my entire life. And I am so lucky because his abuelito, Bobby, uh, it's my dad's best friend. He's been in my life forever. He loves Benny like his own. And they will take Benny and my other two kids anytime. Yeah. I am so lucky to have that because if I didn't have them, um, I don't know if we'd ever get a break. Because, yeah, Benny. so Benny's six. He's still in diapers. Um, and so th- this was a shocker to me. This, this was like another like ball drop moment. I feel like you get those diagnosis moments all through your whole life is now that Benny's older and he's still in diapers, I didn't realize that people wouldn't want to babysit him 
because he's so cute oh, yeah. and he's so sweet. Why wouldn't you want to babysit him? Mm-hmm. It's and the unknown. It's it again. is. It's the unknown. It's mm-hmm. that fear of the unknown. But and it's also they don't want to change a six year old's diaper. Mm. And Benny wa- will walk around your house and break everything he can get his hands on. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything. Um, if he gets antsy, which he very much does in new situations, uh, new houses, around new people, his go-to coping mechanism is, I'm going to grab this thing I can put my hand on and throw it on the ground and see what sound it makes. Yeah. It's, I mean, it is what it is. And so, yeah, nobody wants to watch him because of any of those reasons. And it's costly, right, to get someone to come into your home. Yeah. If it's not like those people that you know, already know yeah. him and yeah. I just, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're looking, I mean, we all know, uh, so what's the going right for, ba- I don't know, I don't hire babysitters, I can't. Like 15. Yeah. It's like 15. 12, 15, 12, 15. Yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah, if you want to get somebody that is certified <laughs> to watch your child with multiple special needs, good luck. Oh because, first of all, finding somebody yeah. is impossible. Okay. And then, um whether or not you can trust that person. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. You have to know well, that. Are they calm? Are there right. like, there's a, yeah. this is like a totally different ballpark. Right. right. For you guys, you know, like finding someone, and I cannot imagine the stress in your marriage, <laughs> in your. And I feel like, honestly, yeah. like, again, so Nassim is just, he just like runs around. He's just, he's just a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I still feel the same way. Like, yeah. Elizabeth, you have watched him, but, like, that's not easy for – and you know. Because oh, you're yes. like, Jessica, chill out. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> He's going He's down the steps. everything in the fridge. He's fine. <laughs> but um, I think that, yeah, sometimes people judge me because I'm like, is he okay? Do you have steps? Like, is he going to go down the steps? Is the door closed? Um is he going to be outside? Because if he's outside, he's going to, like, run away. Like, right. you got to watch him. Like, and so there's only so many people that I'm like, oh, oh yeah, if he goes over there, like, he's good. Yeah. That isn't everywhere. And yeah. that is hard because I wish yeah. that I could just yeah. let somebody watch him like a kid. But I know that, like, his safety And my peace of mind come first. And I don't mean to seem like this um, um, helicopter mom, but it's like, honestly, those little moments nobody takes into account that like, I'm telling you like, are you, are you gonna give him a banana? Are you gonna like, let him go down the steps? Do you, are you gonna go outside? Is there a gate? Like, they're like, chill, you know, I got this, but it's like, you. You Honey, don't, though. You are valid, yeah. though. You are valid, yeah. and that's why we don't have support in the community, because it is damn near impossible to explain to somebody <laughs> else how to watch a child with specific special needs, and they're all different. And they different. could be little. It could be a little thing <laughs> yeah. or a big thing, but when somebody's like, I've had kids before, like, it's yeah. fine. It's like, but just listen to me, and that's why I was able to let him go to, you know, houses like yours, because yeah. it's like... Well, I've been around you enough, too. Yeah, like, but if you're like, okay, like, he's fine, but you're also listening to me, mm-hmm. I can take that. But if you were like, no, 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 he's fine, he's fine, mm-hmm. I mean, we're good here, you know, whatever, I'd be like... Okay, no, he can't stay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so an example to drive that home, because man, you are validated. Do not feel bad ever about that. 
is um, there's something called elopement in the autism community, and it's very prevalent in the Down syndrome community as well. Elopement is um, the just when somebody just runs. I mean, no rhyme or reason, no direction, no point. They will just go, and they will go fast, and it is very <laughs> common. Um, so an example of this, so I just had my daughter's fourth birthday party at my house. We had way too many people in my house. Um, it was awesome. It went great, but... I was telling everybody multiple times in my home, when, if you go outside for any reason, when you come back in, you have to lock the door. Because if you do not lock the door, Benny will open the door and he will run. And everybody says, okay. <laughs> do you know how many times Benny got out of my house on Saturday? Six. Six. That's scary. Yeah. And it's just... It's a, and the thing is, there's no fear. Yeah. Like, no, not, none. He's running for fun. Oh, yeah. Like, he thinks it's fun. He's like, I'm going somewhere. But he has no fear when he's going. Yeah. No yeah. fear of cars. No. Nope. No fear of people. No. I mean, I don't know how far he has to get Ben to be ran scared. out without shoes on every time. Yeah. You I know? don't know how far he has to get to be scared. But I've tested it mm-hmm. w- with my eyes. And I'm like, he's still, like, I've watched kids. You know, I've had lots of kids in my yeah. life. And they get so far and they're like, okay, where's my adult? You know, <laughs> yeah. getting a little far. He just, he just, keep going. just keeps going. And another <laughs> thing we have that makes it hard with the babysitters is we also have a frame of reference of our community. So, yeah, Benny's little and he doesn't get far yet. But I also have the frame of reference to know, like, one of Benny's ABA therapists, his son is 10 with autism, and they got a babysitter one night. It was a family member, and they got a call from the police department because his 10-year-old son was walking with no shoes in the middle of the winter up and down Gratiot. And the babysitter at his house, who was a family member, had no clue. What? Because he put him to bed, figured all was good in the hood. (laughs) And oh my gosh, what? And he eloped. He left because they didn't lock the door. Okay. And they were watching. T- I don't know what they were doing. But, and here's the thing though is there's no way it, it's so hard for me to explain to you the level of what I mean because you don't have the frame of reference to for understand. Sure. And it's so and unconscious. Like when I'm yeah. out with Nassim, I'm like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Where so is how? He? But, yeah. it, but it's no, that's in my mind. Yeah. That's just like within me. I'm just like, Whatever it is for your child at whatever stage, it's just within you. Yeah. So it's hard for somebody a day, you know, I'm telling you, hey, I'm giving you the rundown, and it's just going to click. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's not going to click. <laughs> you know, how many times have um, everyone has the, the grandma or the mother-in-law struggle of, you know, don't feed my, my less than one-year-old frosting, right? And how many people can raise their hand? This just happened to me. I love you, Marianne. Um, (laughs) How many people can raise their hand and say, my mother-in-law, despite my best efforts of telling her not to, still gave my less than one-year-old baby frosting? Or whatever that is. Or uh, frosting's an example. (laughs) Whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Because people don't really, they they think you're being overprotective. They Mm -hmm. think you're being a helicopter mom. And, you know, whether you are or not, uh, when when it's a kid with special needs, there's a frame of reference there that you don't have, and you can't get unless you're willing to sit down and really take every word I give you. And who's willing to do that for twelve to fifteen bucks an hour? Depending Ugh. on yeah, depending on That's what t- that yeah. what that range is mm-hmm. like. Is is your points of reference like three things? Is it fifteen? Right. Like you know, like or or, or what level? <clears throat> what level of? And let's take it a step farther. So Nasim and Benny. Benny, I still think, is easier than a lot of the moms I, the things that the mom, a lot of the moms I know in our groups. Um, a lot of the moms, 
uh, type 1 diabetes is super prevalent mm-hmm. oh and God. Down yeah. syndrome. And that's a lot of work. So how are you going to go out on a date with your husband and leave your kid who could die if they're given the wrong dose of insulin or too many or too little carbs or anything like that? What about the kids that are tube fed? Mm-hmm. Feeding somebody through an NG tube honestly isn't that difficult. You think the 16-year-old down the street's going to want to tube feed your baby no. for oh, you? Oh, gosh. W- and, yeah, no. and for me, like, honestly, I – so I think that what's interesting for me is that I have an understanding of um, children with special needs, um, but I have not dealt with or had the experience of any health struggles. Yeah. So when it comes to that, I feel clueless. Yeah. I look to people like you, like, how do I handle this? How do I become more – comfortable with this yeah Nassim has had no surgeries no health problems he's developing he has some delays but developing pretty on point um consistently consistently Mm -hmm. yes exactly he's developing consistently a little bit slower but yes it's going in you know it's going straight but yes for me I I know other people that do have um, those health challenges and when I listen to it I now have the perspective of like not judgment and not walk away and just listen so that's helpful for me but when I listen to it I'm like I don't know what I would do but I have the I have the patience that if you were to tell me to watch your child I could. And that's why our community is so important. Yeah. Because we're the only ones. Moms of kids with special needs have a certain type of magic that mm-hmm. allows them to understand other moms of kids yeah. with special needs. And if you've never done it before, it's like, I'm here for you. Like, yeah. what do I need to do? I'm ready yeah. to learn. I wish I could quit my job and just support other moms of kids with special needs full time, honestly. And you, they need you'd it. rock it. <laughs> you so would. Good. You really would. And that's the thing. Like, I think obviously society does a really horrible job of supporting caregivers mm-hmm. and like I was telling you yesterday the only thing I can reference this to is caring for my dad when he was dying like nobody was there for the caregiver yeah. like nobody was there like how are you doing yeah. like you're watching your father die every single day like how are you doing nobody's there to support you right right so like I can't imagine like you guys don't have there's not where you're getting to a point and you, death and is death is inevitable right at this point like this is your life yeah. So who here is going to support you through this thing? And I don't know what we as a community of typical children could do better to support you, whether it's listening or, like you said, understanding. Don't just sh- shrug off my concerns or my worries. Yeah. Um, do a better job of listening to me yeah. or befriending me or things like that. So I think you know, that I think that's probably the two most. Yeah. yeah. Like, I want to be your friend, so – Befriend me. Yeah. And then also just listen to me. Yeah. Just listen. But allow really me to have yeah, yeah, allow my my feelings and my thoughts and my concerns to yeah. be valid. Like legit valid, not you know, you're just there. Well, and I think that's the thing we don't think about, right? We have however you term it, fortunate, blessed, whatever, we have these typical children that don't have the issues. And so for us, it's not something. And they're something, still hard. Yeah. yeah. So imagine, like, f- as a woman who doesn't have a child with a disability, what that's like. Yeah. And I think it's really hard mm-hmm. for a woman to put themselves in them in yeah. those shoes, right? Um, but I want to find a better way to do a better job. And I know Detroit Mom has a special needs community mm-hmm. we could do so much more with. Yes. yes. And just talking to you guys, like, we could do so much more with it to 
um, benefit the community just in general or um, you want to know how we can do better how can we do better the moms of kids with special needs who have aged out of their homes are the Goodness. best resource in yeah. the entire world for everything and I'll tell you what I'm starting to put together a list of caregivers that our special needs community group can peruse at their own will and per- perhaps maybe you know hire some of these caregivers and do you know how many people are reaching out to me that are grandmas who raised a child with special needs oh, oh yeah gosh mm-hmm. I love it that's our money. Yeah, that's that's where we need to start tapping into and creating more resources. I yes. realize we creating need more so resources, many more resources general. for you guys. Yeah, I never yeah. think about the grandmas. Yeah, there, <laughs> and there know? are so many. And that's the thing. I think I want to. I think as a community, obviously, we have the ability. Right, we have mm-hmm. this huge community of mm-hmm. twenty. 30,000 women <laughs> yeah. that that follow Detroit Mom. And we have the ability to do and be so much more than a resource to what's happening this weekend. There yeah. are sites for that, right? Oh, yeah. So let's do a better job of supporting, you know, like even yeah. special needs moms, working moms, single moms. Mm-hmm. Um, all the moms. You know, all the moms, stay-at-home moms. Like we, we all have different struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that you guys came on today to share mm-hmm. those. And there's so much more, obviously, we can dive into. <laughs> yes. Because I do want to talk about stuff that you've had people say to you. Because I think it's important and kind of like an eye-opener when we have the ability to talk about those things candidly. Mm-hmm. Because I think that person driving in the car listening to this will be like, gosh, I've done that. Mm-hmm. And or in the I need to think system. about that. Yeah, like what you guys face. Oh, the school system. With yeah. like IEPs and all this stuff <laughs> yeah. and like the resources. You know, I know we just started working with MyAble. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't realize there was resources like this. Yeah. That, and, and Jamie, like you said, you weren't connected to it because it wasn't a personal story. Mm-hmm. But when you put a personal story with it, it makes it relevant to the mom of the child with special needs. Absolutely. And there are all these resources available. So how can we put them in front of these women that desperately need them? And, you know, IEPs, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this sounds crazy. I can't imagine going through it. So Yeah, when you get to just enroll. Your yeah. Kid, like, I'm, like, angry. No, I'm really not. I'm really not angry. <laughs> <laughs> but L- it is a little bit. <laughs> but it is. You can admit it. We but won't. It, we'll but it mad. is interesting how you know you have that thought of like, okay, my kid is da 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 age, and I just I just pay and yeah. roll them and boop. Yeah, it isn't that easy. <laughs> yeah. No, like literally, I'm sitting here like you guys. So we got showered. Yes, gotta- you're you're like out here. You are dealing with us on a daily basis, and you still show up and collected. And so for all of those women, they're like, I'm too busy. Yeah. You're sitting there like, girl, <laughs> I am have all of these things in front of me. Um, while typical children are hard, I don't think that we could even compare our typical ch- children's hardness to what you guys face on a daily basis. And I hope you know how appreciated you are in the Detroit Mom community to mm-hmm. share your story, to lead those groups and represent these women because they need people like you. Because... People like me don't know mm-hmm. if I've we've been friends for years uh, since, which is crazy. Since Nasim, like I think I met you maybe four or five months after Nasim was born. Yeah, it was like I don't know. I he didn't realize little. it was so long ago. He yeah, and little. Jamie, you've been with me forever, so mm-hmm. I've I've seen you know your kids grow through this period. But you know we've never. I know your struggles, but we've never just like sat down and been like, this is a thing. Like yeah. this is we need we need to do a better job as women. Cut the judgmental BS and mm-hmm. let's just find mm-hmm. a way to support each other. And make this, moms this more accepting yeah. of their children because yeah. that, that can sometimes be hard. Oh, my gosh. That's another 
That is a good topic. We'll have to do. We'll do a special needs series. We'll bring you guys back okay. again. Thank you. Thank I am you. so glad you guys were here. I love you, ladies. Um, <laughs> make sure you guys subscribe because if you do not subscribe to our show, obviously you do don't get this awesome content. Make sure you review us. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.